Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, February 2nd, and this is your FT News Briefing. The military coup in Myanmar has gotten Joe Biden's attention, and the turbulent trading of so-called meme stocks forces Robinhood to raise another $2.4 billion. Part of what's been really difficult is Robinhood stands for democratizing access to stocks. We want, we want to give people the access. Plus, TikTok's biggest rival is going public this week. We'll take a look at the app Show and how it's pivoting its business model. I'm Mark Filipino. Here's the news you need to start your day. U.S. President Joe Biden is threatening sanctions on Myanmar. This comes after the country's military staged a coup on Monday and detained democracy leader Aung San Suu Kyi, as well as other leaders of the country's elected ruling party. The U.S. has been lifting sanctions over the past several years as Myanmar progressed toward democratic rule, but the coup has thrown a wrench into that. And yesterday, the U.S. president said in a statement he might review U.S. sanctions laws and take action. U.S. stocks ended Monday mostly higher, but the focus these days isn't so much on the broader indices. It's on the individual stocks that amateur traders have been targeting, like GameStop and AMC, both of which ended Monday sharply lower. These traders congregate on social media sites like Reddit, and many of these investors make their trades using trading apps, notably Robinhood. Now, all the volatility in the trading of these stocks prompted Robinhood to tap investors in order to shore up its finances. And the company was able to raise $3.4 billion in cash over the past few days. Here with me now to talk about what this cash is for is Miles Krupa. He's the FT's venture capital correspondent. Miles, in real simple terms, why does Robinhood need all this cash? Yeah, basically Robinhood and similar brokers have to put up cash with the clearinghouses that clear their trades. And on Thursday, because of super volatile trading in stocks like AMC and GameStop, Robinhood had to put up much more than it usually does. The chief executive of Robinhood, Vlad Tenev, said on Sunday this was about $3 billion was the initial ask from their clearinghouse, and that they were able to eventually lower that to $700 million after talking to the people there and putting limitations on certain stocks. So despite all of this, the company still realized it was desperately in need of cash um, and needed to be prepared if similar things happened in the future. So that's why it went to existing investors like Ribbit, Iconic, Sequoia, and they eventually came through with $3.4 billion in a matter of days. What does it say about Robinhood and its investors that it can raise $3.4 billion in such a short period of time? Uh, it's a pretty bullish signal from the investors, although, of course, the money isn't exactly free. So it's structured as convertible debt that they will be able to swap for discounted shares when the company goes public, which many think could still happen this year. So depending on how that turns out for Robinhood, especially if it goes public at a lower valuation, that could be fairly expensive for the company. It could lead to a lot of dilution. But still, I think if you're an investor in Robinhood, the investors I've been talking to they basically view it as a chance to double down on one of the fastest growing fintech companies in the world, one that has also managed to shrug off a bunch of controversies in the past fairly unharmed. And Miles, uh, Robinhood CEO Vlad Tenev was interviewed by Elon Musk, of all people, on the social media app 
Clubhouse the other day. Uh, he was asked why Robinhood shut down the ability for users to buy GameStop stock last week. Here's what he said. I think there was legitimate turmoil in the markets. Like these are unprecedented events with these meme stocks. We got a lot of questions about, okay, you had to restrict buying. Why didn't you also restrict selling? And the fact uh, of the matter is yeah. people get really pissed off if they're holding stock and they want to sell it and they can't. Robinhood eased some of these restrictions on Monday, but there are still restrictions in place. Does this fly in the face of what Robinhood is hoping to accomplish in its mission to democratize trading? Well, I think there's been questions about that generally for a while, right? So Robinhood is well known that instead of charging commissions, it makes money from what we call payment for order flows, meaning it sends these trades to market makers like Citadel Securities that basically get a sneak peek off of retail traders' bets and can then profit off of that. So it's not like people always had these starry-eyed visions of Robinhood being for the little people. I think what, what this latest installment shows is that Robinhood is having to act a bit like a grown-up. Uh, it's having to play within the rules of the financial system. And when it has to do that, it sometimes goes against its sort of marketing promises. It's a very common story for startups going from Uber to Airbnb. We'll have to see how Robinhood massages the messaging going forward. Miles Krupa is the FT's venture capital correspondent. Thank you, Miles. Thanks, Mark. The popular short video app TikTok has a big rival that's about to get bigger. The Chinese short video app Huaishou starts trading on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange this week, and it's expected to be wildly popular. The FT's China technology reporter Ryan McMurrow is covering this and explains why this app and its seven-second video clips is so popular. So it's really become like a must-have daily use for millions of Chinese users. I think the average for their daily active users, maybe 86 minutes a day, which is pretty crazy. So there's just a lot of hype around the short video space, Kwaisho in particular, also Kwaisho's rival, ByteDance, which owns TikTok and Douyin, the Chinese version of TikTok. Okay, so now everyone who uses Kwaisho and loves it can now buy shares and own a bit of the company. So Ryan, how is Kwaisho different from TikTok? Unlike TikTok or Douyin, the Chinese version, which really push just an endless stream of viral content to users, Kwaisho has really been more about the creators and its algorithm distributes traffic more evenly to all of its creators. So there might not be as many viral videos in your feed, but you'll be interacting with the people making the videos. And so this product model also determines their business model. So they can interact with the artists or creators. And what kind of things can they send them? One of the cheapest ones is just a little sticker of a beer. And so you can send a beer and it costs like a little bit more than one RMB to the idol that you're watching. And then they may answer your questions and, and interact with you. Um, so the sending of these virtual gifts has really become their primary moneymaker. And they're starting to put more adverts in as well. Ryan, is Kwaisho censored? Uh, how does this site interact with the state's censorship apparatus? So in China, definitely anything related to content is always sensitive because the Communist Party really has complete control over all content. In, in November last year, the National Radio and Television Administration 
put out new rules for live streaming. They say they're going to put limits on the amount any single user can tip. They banned miners from tipping, and they uh, may also require these platforms like Kwaisho and, and Douyin to hire more sensors to be watching content. But it's definitely directly in the regulators' eyesights right now because it's getting so popular and it's becoming like another form of television for people. Ryan McMurrow is the FT's China technology reporter. And before we go, some news from the aviation industry. Commercial airlines have been clobbered by the pandemic, but the private jet business, or personal flying, seems to be doing great. That's according to the head of a new private jet charter startup called Wheels Up. He spoke to the FT about his company, which is set to go public soon at a valuation of about $2 billion. Financial backers include Serena Williams and Lance Armstrong, as well as some big investment firms. Wheels Up offers private jet bookings online. And another sign of the times, the company is going public via SPAC, or a special purpose acquisition company. The listing is expected to close in the second quarter of the year. It will be the first private aviation platform to be listed on the New York Stock Exchange. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.